We hope you enjoy listening to this weekly podcast from Lifeline Church. Find out more by visiting lifelinechurch.co.uk. The title of my talk today is God Sees Us. One of the reasons I love the TV show The Chosen is because it illustrates how God sees his people. It can be a very lonely life, especially in lockdown, if you think you're on your own. And if you think you're dealing with things in your head and in your circumstances, which God or no one else can see. But the truth is, God can. When I was 19 years old, I just got my sort of life sorted out and I was on my way to drama school. But I knew I wanted to go to a good church in London. And I was going to live in Golders Green. So I called up this person whose name was given to me. And she said, Golders Green's a long way from Tottenham where our church is. Are you sure you want to come there? I said, yes. She said, okay, well, this is the instructions how to get there. Now, bear in mind, I was 19 years old. Who needs instructions, really, when you're 19? So I wrote them down and I put them on a piece of paper and I lost it. Because you do. <laughs> Life goes on. I got to my digs. Uh, Sunday came. I had no idea how to get there, except that it was in Seven Sisters Tube. So I went to Seven Sisters Tube and I had a sense in my in my innermost being, my spirit, whatever you want to call it. Now, it's important that when people say they hear from God, God spoke to me, it's not some kind of mumbo jumbo. He didn't send a, 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 an aircraft to write it in the sky. But I had a sense, follow that man. There was a man in front, just coming out the same train as I was. And that was it, just a sense, follow that man. And I was thinking, you know, I have no idea how to get to this church. So I followed that man at a respectful distance. Otherwise, <laughs> it might have looked like I was stalking him. And uh, he went to this, uh, turned down a, a little road, uh, which led to a school. And in that school was the church meeting. And it was the Tottenham branch of North London Community Church, which eventually, long story short, became where we are now. That was many years ago, but I'm not allowed to say it's almost 40, but as we're not allowed to be over 40, I must have been about a year old at the time. <laughs> God saw me and knew I was 19 and irresponsible and couldn't write down instructions or couldn't remember them. So he said, follow that man. God is a God of the immediate. He knows our needs when we need them, even before we ask. Let's look at John chapter 1. Long chapter, chapter 1, 43, verse 43. Now, this is um, reflected in The Chosen, episode 2, series 2. Philip found Nathaniel and told him, we've found the one written about in the law, about whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, son of Joseph. Can anything good come out of that pit? Said Nathaniel. Oh, come and see, said Philip. When Jesus saw Nathanael approaching, he said of him, he is truly an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. And Nathanael's scratching his head thinking, sorry, what? How do you know me? Huh? Jesus answered, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. Nathanael declared, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. That's an extreme response for someone who just said, oh, I saw you under the fig tree. 
some kind of random guess? No, Jesus knew that Nathaniel was processing some heavy stuff under the fig tree in his heart. We don't know what that is, the Bible doesn't tell us. The Chosen kind of creates a backstory for Nathaniel, which is very, very good, very moving, but we don't know really what it was he was processing under that fig tree, except that God saw him. And just Jesus saying that broke Nathaniel at that point. Nathaniel felt seen by God, seen by Jesus. And if nothing else you come away from today, remember God sees you every part of you now to some of us i might think that's a bit freaky because there's some funky stuff going off in my head a lot of the time don't worry about that just remember the things you think leave you on your own the things you hurt about when you're on your own that sense of emptiness you get when you the party's over let's forget about lockdown for the moment but remember the days when we used to go to parties the party's over or the performance is over you're packing away your instrument or you're walking away from the stage or you're clearing up the bottles at the end of the party and you sense that ache inside what is it really all about god knows that heart of yours he knows that ache inside you he knows your innermost thoughts and he loves you remember what mark talked about last week he talks about the funky stuff in our heads the well-trodden pathways of our thoughts god knows those well-trodden pathways and he can also rearrange those pathways to more wholesome ones as well i remember many years ago amanda went to a meeting she was struggling with stuff that we were processing in our family those of you who heard jeremy's talk about his anxiety and his ocd which god healed him from dramatically will remember the story when amanda was so full of anguish at the situation that she cried out to God, but she didn't have words. And our concept of prayer is very narrow where we limit it just to verbal communication. And she, she groaned as she loaded the washing in the washing machine. And then a guy spoke to uh, the church and he called out Amanda. He said, God saw that prayer that you prayed when you thought no one was listening. You didn't even have the words to speak. God heard the cry of your heart. He saw you and he wants you to know he's going to do it so good. He is going to do it so good. Amanda, she wanted to feed the local people at Christmas time. How do we do that? How do we actually practically make it happen? And then Amanda and Peter went to talk and pray with a, a local shop owner who was retiring or closing his shop in Green Lane. And as they did so, after they prayed, he said, would you like to feed people? Because I and my wife love to feed huge groups of people. Can we come and serve you a big dinner party? And so we did. And the whole church got involved. It was a special moment. But God heard the cry of Amanda's heart. Rhodi tells a story, Rhodi um, Garland, of how she was in hospital at a routine appointment, but feeling kind of anxious because the hospital was a uh, north mid, miles away from where she lived um and she didn't know how she was going to get home and she was feeling a bit sort of vulnerable and then she overhears the person in the next cubicle say that they live in Dagenham so she introduces herself and says I live in Dagenham and the lady says yes great I'll take you home I'll drive you back to Dagenham so that's one problem solved but just as though he wanted to just add an extra bit the woman was a Christian 
and they spent the whole car journey praising God together and telling stories. God knows what we know before we ask him. He knows us, he knows our needs, he knows our quirks, he knows our character. I remember God being played by Morgan Freeman, Bruce Almighty. And Bruce Almighty has this sort of quirk where he says, yeah, it's really good, good. And God comes up to him as Morgan Freeman says, yeah, it's really, it's really good, good. Because God knows the quirks, the little things we say, the little crazy things that we think no one else knows. Those crazy things are in his heart as well as yours. <laughs> I have quite a lot of crazy things, believe me. Let's look at that amazing psalm. Psalm 139 is one of those psalms that if nothing else, if you can't think of what else to read, just open your Bible, go to Psalm 139, read the whole thing, including the strange bit at the end where he talks about killing the enemies of, of Israel. It's still important. But the wonderful poetic part of that is when he's talking about how intimately and lovingly God knows each one of us. You've searched me, O Lord. This is the New International Version. You've searched me, O Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You see my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all of my ways. That's good. Before a word is on my tongue, you, O Lord, <laughs> know it completely. So in a kind of freaky way, he knows what we're going to pray before we pray. it. I was going to sing a song at this point. And everyone would have you know, wiped the tears from their eyes because it would have been very moving. It's a song written by Tina Alexander, the amazing Tina, who lives in Dominica now, but she's still very much in our hearts. She wrote some phenomenal songs, and I, I don't doubt she still does. But this particular song stuck with me, O oh Lord, you search me and you know me. Now let's look at Psalm 139, verses 1 to 4 in the Passion Translation. It expands it a bit, and I want to just expand it slightly, unpack it, if you will. Lord, you know everything <laughs> there is to know about me. You perceive every movement of my heart and soul. You understand every thought before it even enters my mind. You are so intimately aware of me, Lord. You read my heart like an open book. And you know all the words I'm about to speak before I even start a sentence. You know every step I will take before my journey begins. You've gone into my future to prepare the way, and in kindness you follow behind me to spare me from the harm of my past. Now that sentence in itself is a whole sermon. I haven't got time to talk about, but think about it. You spare me from the harm of my past. Some of us have carried things and are carrying things which really snag us down because they stuck from our past. And I want to challenge you today Maybe today is time to shed that baggage. Maybe this is an opportunity today to shed some of the baggage of your past. God protects us from the future and the harm of the past. In other translations, it says, you hem me in behind and before. You have laid your hand on me. I want you to close your eyes. And I want you to say to God, Father, Lay your hand on me now. I don't know what that feels like to you when, 
we heard the story about the uh, chat and catch. Sometimes we feel God's presence in our skin, a tingling, a peace that we have no right to feel. Lay your hand on me now. O oh Lord, you search me and you know me. He knows us better than we know ourselves. He knew I was going to forget the way to the community church in Tottenham in 1982. He knew that, but he'd made provision for me, even though I didn't deserve it. This other guy got off the train and I followed him. So three ways in which this affects our daily lives. And with this, I will close. Number one, he's closer than a breath away. Do you remember John talking about sometimes we have a couple of bad days and we think God's far away? And we think, oh, you know, God, I've got to work my way back into your presence. I've really got to struggle because I've really blown it. Uh, a couple of situations at work and I blew my stack. I shouldn't have done. I swore maybe. I lost my rag with my children. And now I'm in the doghouse and I'm in your doghouse, God. Let me tell you something. God does not have a doghouse. You can't be in God's doghouse. It does not exist. He is closer than a breath away. In fact, some people believe as we breathe in and breathe out, we are breathing in and breathing out the name of God. Think of that. When someone says, I don't believe there is a God, I don't believe God exists. <sighs> they have just mentioned the name of God in their breath. It's gonna blow their mind when they meet him face to face. No matter how far away we think he is, no matter how far away we think we pushed him, all we need to do is turn and he's right there. Number two, he is waiting for us. We get through life sometimes just forgetting he's there. I don't know if you're like me, sometimes you have a day, you get up in the morning, you get on with your day, you're doing this, you're doing that, and you suddenly think, oh yeah, God, forgot about you. He never forgets about us. <laughs> he can't. We are always in his mind. You know the song Waiting Here For You? Waiting here for you. God say, says that over us. He might as well be singing that song over us because he's waiting for us with his arms open wide to embrace us. Number three, he knows the longing of our hearts. Luke 1.13 talks about the prayer of Elizabeth and Zechariah when they wanted a son. But in the original translation, in the original Greek, it says the prayer you no longer pray. Some of you have longings in your hearts that you've given up on. Can I just say, those longings may not be good ones either. And God can take those away too. Some years ago, I had a longing in my heart for many, many years that tugged away at my spirit. And one day, God said, it's time. And someone prayed for me and that longing went, disappeared. I was healed of that longing. But sometimes those longings are there because God's put them there and they're not yet fulfilled. Like Zechariah and Elizabeth, it's the prayer you no longer pray. You've given up on God. He might want to take that longing away, or he might just want to fulfill it, but perhaps you need to wait for that time. In which case, pray, God, give me the grace to accept if that longing needs to go away, I give it to you. And if you return it to me, thank you. But if it's there for good, keep it and heal the wound 
that it may have left behind. Do you sometimes feel far away from him? He's just a breath away. He's waiting here for you, ready to embrace you. He hems you in behind him before. He knows every thought before you think it, say it, speak it. He is your father and he knows you and he sees you. Thank you for listening to this podcast by Lifeline Church. We hope this message has been an encouragement to you. We are a relational church with a passion to demonstrate God's love to one another and our surrounding community in real and practical ways. We believe that God has called us to have an impact on our families, our communities and our nation. We'd love to connect further with you, so please do visit our website at lifelinechurch.co.uk, on Facebook, lifeline.church.uk or Twitter at Lifeline UK.